All right, boys. So, you know how uh, Kong versus Godzilla just released in theaters yeah. and on HBO Max? It did. So, I had a thought while watching it. Um, Why is this monkey so sexy? <laughs> Why is that well, monkey got a dump truck? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, in Godzilla's case, thick thighs do save lives. <laughs> I, I was like, why is Godzilla kind of thick? Y'all think they could have beaten up Mecha Godzilla if he hadn't been crunching? <laughs> he had been pumping that iron. Come on now. <laughs> I, I think that Godzilla could have beaten Mecha Godzilla by himself if it were like a twerking contest. <laughs> Hold on, let's rate monster haunches in order from one to three. I'm gonna go with Kong, Godzilla, Mecha Godzilla in that order. He's got Kong, shape. Kong baby had nothing. Baby got back. Kong was as flat as three day old soda. Godzilla literally looks like an hourglass. I said, okay, what plastic surgeon did you go to? Send them my way. There's not enough plastic in the world, maybe the ocean, but not currently within the supply chain. And then, I mean, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla has the the advantage of being uh, robotic. He's built different. <laughs> I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad that it was staring me straight in the face, and I chose not to acknowledge it. Anyways, so that was my I'm so sorry I stole the spotlight from you. No, it's it's completely okay. And back um, to Derek. <laughs> that was my first thought. My second thought while watching this entire movie is that the theme park ride for this movie is going to be absolutely insane. <laughs> um, Universal's going to have a field day. If they take just the the segment like going into hollow earth and then coming back out in Hong Kong with the final battle. Incredible. In it's going to win awards. <laughs> that theme park ride. The, the the theme park wins an Oscar. Yes, the theme park the theme park's <laughs> going to win a Peabody, the journalism award. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to win a, it's going to get an EGOT just immediately. <laughs> so now but now we've run into the problem where they're going to have to build Mecha Godzilla for the ride. What well, happens when he gains sentience? Well, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that they do like a what a, a Star Tours in Disney World where everything's kind of like in a oh, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's Everybody, like everything's a screen. Yeah, it's like you're in a car, like a, a car. Yeah, but it's like everything's like a screen around you and it moves around. I think that's what they're going to do. Mm. The question I want to pose to you, what movie do you think that doesn't already have one? What movie do you think would have the best theme park ride? The coolest theme park the ride. The coolest oh, theme no. park ride. You know what? This is not a theme. This is not a movie. Well, I mean, it's technically a movie, but the, we don't talk about the live action ones. Um, I'm gonna say Attack on Titan. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> so I was also my brain was also going to like an open air like yeah. style thing. Yeah, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Right. I know. <laughs> i've always wanted to look at titan thighs and vr I'm, I'm like trying to like think of like how they would do that i think that i think it would be something like you guys are going to come on like a ride along with a bunch of like the the uh scouts this yeah you're going to come on a ride along with the scouts and then you get like attacked by titans and you like the beast titan shows up and you get to hear uh leva go um, I'm going to go ahead and pose this and you guys can shoot me down, uh -huh. but I think in order, I'm now going to go beast Titan Kong Godzilla <laughs> Mecha Godzilla beast in Titan. terms of badonkadonk. I, well, okay. I'm going to just say this y'all out here dating men that look like the beast Titan and it makes me sick to my stomach. 
He got a front butt. <laughs> Truly, the the Beast Titan looked like his head was fixed backwards. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about y'all? I don't want to. So I don't want to play the like easy card of like, oh, Avengers Endgame, like flying through like as an Iron Man suit, yeah. like through the last battle. The very first scene of Falcon Winter Soldier, I think, is some of the coolest combat I've seen in a little while. Okay. Oh yeah, that actually would kind of be a cool, like, cool ride. So I yeah. think it'd be really cool to like get into a flight suit, quote, quote unquote, and like it makes it feel like you're soaring through and like doing all this stuff. That'd be really cool. Uh, mine is probably going to be uh, Whiplash, and it's you just sitting in a chair listening to <laughs> J.K. Simmons verbally abuse you for an hour and a half. But it's him. It's like actually. Right. Well, you kind of got like a mini game thing going where it's like dodge the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> that to me just sounds like any like any high school band class. <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, and if I was gonna say one more, again, it's not a movie or a TV show. It's a video game. <sighs> Call me a call me a meme, but like Five Nights at Freddy's, I think would make a really good role. <laughs> it would be a like, fantastic man, yeah. ride. I think I on like I truly think that would make like a really like fun on rails. You um, know what? Let's take our creative talents to Universal. What are we doing just yeah. sitting here? Let us make your rides. Among Us, you have to figure out who the imposter is, but you're all a little sussy. But you're all a little sussy. <laughs> a little sus. Is this the imposter from Among Us? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is Patrick. No, this is an envelope. <laughs> no, this is Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last movie. Where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie, and then we try and figure out what happens in between. My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart. My name's Tyler. And today, today, boys, we're jumping on the Nolan train. We've been here a few times, but we're uh, we're hopping back on board. <laughs> Whenever we need a few listen- listener spikes, we hop on the Nolan train. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say we've probably all watched this movie probably more than once. Um, oh, I've seen it like twice. I have seen it once. Oh, so you don't all understand it fully then? Yeah, you don't I understand. understand so you don't like really see all the nuances that Nolan weaved into I'm gonna his look you direct, masterpiece. I'm going to look you directly in the eyes on this FaceTime call. I don't care how many times you've seen this movie. There's absolutely no way, unless you have a doctoral degree in filmmaking, which I can guarantee you literally no one has, that you can explain, this is what the ending of Inception means. I don't care. I, I think this movie, for me at least, was the first movie where I was like, oh, there are like toxic people who watch movies. <laughs> oh, wow. The film community is awful. It's like Christopher Nolan absolutely has a some sort of like higher education past like a bachelor's degree, and he loves to flaunt that. Um, well, so the way this works is we're going to dismantle it piece by piece, just like the establishment. And <laughs> we're going to forget everything we know about Inception. We're then going That's to gonna be pretty easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> we're then going to make up the plot based completely on the first and last scenes of the movie. And since we can't play movie audio on the podcast, we convert everything into screenplay format Colton, with his incredible vocal range, is going to be narrating for us. And Derek and I are going to play a couple different characters. Yeah. Colton, why don't you go ahead and do me a favor and take it away? Okie dokie. Waves crash against the steep cliffside, spraying white foam across the jagged rocks. 
A young man, Cobb, lays face down in the sand, struggling to hold himself up as the tide washes over him. A blurry image comes slowly into view. Two children playing on the beach. They laugh, packing buckets of sand into a small castle. Cobb collapses. An armed guard approaches, prodding Cobb's body with the barrel of his rifle. We cut to the interior of a lavish Japanese home, where an elderly man quietly eats his dinner. His advisor approaches. He was delirious, but he asked for you by name. Show him. The guard places the pistol on the table. He was carrying nothing but this and this. The guard sets a small spinning top next to the gun. The old man freezes. Two more guards drag Cobb into the room and set him at the table. Are you here to kill me? I know what this is. I've seen one before many, many years ago. It belonged to a man I met in a half-remembered dream. A man possessed of some radical notions. I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna say this. It does not have to be in the actual movie. Okay. Throw it on the table. This is live action Beyblade. <laughs> okay. So now we've established a world of Beyblade assassins. Let's get at it, boys. <laughs> Y'all, I I have I have been prepping for this moment my entire Well, let life. it rip. That's not true. I actually wasn't super into Beyblades. Let it rip, Colton. What do you um, think uh what do we think Cobb's purpose is? Is he trying to sell this man something? Is he? Oh, he's mm-hmm. trying to reach him about his car's extended warranty. Yes, that's yes. right. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so if- he's a he's a washed up, <laughs> literally used car salesman. <laughs> what if what if Cobb is like a trained assassin who sent out to kill this old man, mm-hmm. um, and this old man was his like first. Like his first trainer. Oh, and now he's going back to his master to like gotcha. Put a, like put the, a bullet in his head. Yeah. The student has be- the student has become the teacher. So I was joking about live action Beyblade. However, I want to propose something that might marry the two ideas that we already have. Oh, done. Let's do it. It is like a school uh, for assassins that can only assassinate people using different types of toys. <laughs> The principal is called the Toy Man. Uh, yeah. All you've got um, to do is spread Legos over the floor and wait for them to step out of their office. Right, like, right. Instantaneous death. But it's like toys with like an edge. Right, so yeah. Like, Yo-yos with blades. Yeah. Like, like obviously, the spinning top is uh, Cobb's weapon of choice. It is the Beyblade. Right. Um, okay, what about this? He grows up in like a dojo of sorts with like a bunch of other kids and they're being trained as assassins. And you yeah. have you have your like typical stereotypes. There's like the smart kid who has like a little remote controlled robot. What if he has like remote controlled like like Ken dolls mm-hmm. who just like <laughs> do karate and kill people? Yes, yeah. This is such a stupid idea, but I also think that it's actually could be kind of cool yeah no they're kid assassins yeah and they that's why they're using yes. toys oh my gosh yes uh-huh. yes the so Cobb is a young kid in school and he's tired of going to school and so he's planning on killing the the principal <laughs> okay th- this is literally assassination classroom but go on well, okay like, hold on. <laughs> and so he's like trying to like he's like goes to like try to kill the pr- like the principal and he's like 
You here to kill me? Like Cobb, like we we open up on like how Cobb got to the school. Oh yes. Like he he wakes up like on the beach, you know, you know, mm, whatever. Yeah. And he sees the two children playing on the beach. They're, you know, students right. at the school, like practicing yeah. their kills. Um, <laughs> they're burying a body in the sand. That's what they're doing. <laughs> right. They're hiding um, their, their fresh. Kill. Right. And like Cobb has no. What if Cobb is like a student from a rival, like assassin school, but he like doesn't <gasps> remember that he is. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Because he like he like got in like a, a fight or something and he lost his memory. And like fell in the ocean and like, yeah. What if these the two competing schools are like on separate islands? So they're like yeah. on these like jagged, rocky, inhospitable islands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like got into a fight. Oh, what about this? He was like, oh, we can establish some you know relatability. He was fighting off mm-hmm. the school bully, and the bully tossed him off the the cliff, and he fell into the ocean and forgot all his stuff. So he washes right. up on the rival school's island. And the gun that they find is obviously a Nerf gun. But like... <laughs> That's true. But it has poison in it. Oh, so yeah. The Nerf darts are like poison darts. That's his weapon of choice. It's Nerf or nothing, baby. What if the top is like, signif- like significant to the other school? Like, that's their, like, weapon of choice. And so whenever he shows up with a top. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He set it on the table and he was like, look Mm -hmm. at this. Yeah, it's an identifier. And uh, that's why the guy's like, are you here to kill me? Blah, blah, blah. And then Cobb, like, immediately realizes he's like, oh, wait. Like, I'm at the other, like, I'm at the other school. Right, yeah. Which is why he has that look of shocked recognition. Because he's like, oh no, I'm like not where I'm supposed to be. So what if Cobb didn't actually like get in a fight at the other school? Like what if like he was getting too good and the the administration was like, nah, this kid's got to go. Or how about this? We'll throw a prophecy in there. Okay. <laughs> like he could he could almost be like the goody two shoes kid. You know, he's like, yeah. I've had this prophecy foretold about me for like as long as I live. And he's like toting yeah. that around the school. It's like a badge of honor. So one day the kids, the rival kids come like beat him up and throw uh-huh. him in the ocean. Because quite yeah. frankly, he deserved it. He's a little punk. Yeah. Mm, now he's got to learn a valuable lesson, how to swim. Yeah. So Cobb was given a super secret mission by the administrators of the school to assassinate the principal from the other school. Right. Yeah. He brags about it to the school. Oh, to the bullies. They beat him up because he's full of himself. He gets short term memory loss. He winds up at the other school with all of the equipment that he needs to kill the principal. But he can't remember what, what he's supposed to do. Yeah. The principal's like, are you here to kill me? And then Cobb wakes up. He's like, I don't, uh, uh, maybe I don't like, no, I don't think so. Like, I don't know how I got here. And so we're vibing. Why would I like, (laughs) yeah, low key. This is kind of an awesome movie. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) What, what generation are these kids though? Cause that, that is, Uh, that's true. That's going to determine what kind of references we're allowed to make. Z they're Gen Z. They're Gen Z. Okay. What are, what are the, what are the Gen Z toys they're playing with? Obviously they got, Exploding vapes. Exploding vapes. Got- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that kid who puffs like poison clouds. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's poison to them too, but <laughs> they <laughs> they've got um LED light strips that like they just like, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, what pe- 
That's the piano wire. <laughs> That's the piano wire that Kelly D likes. Yeah. There's the kid who started his own drop shipping business at 14, so he can order anything from Amazon Prime instantaneously. It's not really a cool power. <laughs> he just like crushes everybody else financially. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a guy who uses drones pretty. Yeah, oh, pretty yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that's, that's a given, but then there's like, uh, there's the kid, you know, like the chain necklaces with the padlock on them that the e-boys wear. <laughs> yes, um, yes. They use that, but it's like a mace. <laughs> I guess there's only one way to figure out uh, where we're going to go from here. Colton, what is it? Anybody know? Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> yes. I'm like a train. I'm like a Pavlovian dog at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pavlov. Hey, Colton, shaken, not stirred. <laughs> shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. <laughs> We flash back to Cobb and the old man, sitting across the table from each other. Are you here to kill me? I'm waiting for someone. Someone from a half-remembered dream? The old man studies Cobb with a spark of recognition. Cobb? Impossible. We were young men together. I'm an old man. Filled with regret. Waiting to die alone. I've come back for you. To remind you of something. Something you once knew. That this world is not real. To honor our arrangement. To take a leap of faith, yes. Come back, so we can be young men together again. Come back with me. Come back. Cobb jumps awake. He's seated in an airplane, where our young flight attendant checks in. Hot towel, sir? We'll be landing in Los Angeles in about 20 minutes. Do you need immigration forms? Uh, thank you. Cobb glances around the plane, where his friends, Arthur, Fisher, and Ariadne, all smile at him. Cobb walks through the airport security gate and over to the immigration table. Welcome home, Mr. Cobb. Cobb grabs his luggage and heads toward the exit. We cut to the interior of Cobb's home, where Professor Stephen Miles helps him carry his luggage to the table. Cobb looks around the room and immediately spins the small top on the dining table. James, Philippa, look who's here. Cobb looks out the window, where two children play in the yard. They turn to see Cobb and squeal excitedly. He runs to meet them as the top continues to spin on the table. It stands upright, spinning and spinning, slowly beginning to lose momentum. Just as it begins to tip over, cut to black. I'll give you three guesses who plays Professor Stephen Miles. <laughs> uh, okay. John Oliver. It's John Oliver. <laughs> James Philippa. <laughs> right. So why does Donald Trump? John, are you in the room with us? <laughs> yes, indeed. I am in the room with you. And, you know, I decided to take a little break and come here and do a podcast. <laughs> wow. It's our first celebrity thank so interview. Much. Thank you so much for, uh, no. I know you've got so many other things to do with no, your time. No, thank you for bringing me on this podcast because honestly, I didn't really have much to do after The Lion King where I played <laughs> Sazu, as we all know. Your breakout role. Yes. Um, And so I decided, you know, I'm going to dip my toes into podcasting and I am really excited to tell you about my new podcast. <laughs> What's it called, John? Let the people know. Uh, it's called The Trump Files, where I, <laughs> where I continue obsessing over Donald Trump, even though he is no longer in office. Part investigative journalism, part satire. Maybe action? I don't know. So it's part investigative journalism, part satire, 1,000% self-indulgent. <laughs> well, John, I do appreciate you stopping by, but we do have a Beyblade movie to write. And, oh, uh, you are so right. Uh, uh, you are on the cusp of the generation that probably doesn't know how to even spell Beyblade. So. You're right. 
right. You're right. I don't. But I do have writers that know how to spell it for me. Uh, I will see you both later. Goodbye. <laughs> Guys, Was it, did I just pass John Oliver in the hallway? <laughs> yeah, he was here. Right, no, I'm leaving. Goodbye. He he did try to spell Beyblade, B-A-E blade, mm. which like... We knew he wasn't going to make the cut. God. Yeah, I knew like that. That was a good guess because it is like Gen Z. Right. Uh, you yeah. know, but if if it's if there's anything that John Oliver is, it is relatable. You know, whenever I whenever I want to propose, you know, to to my girlfriend, I'm going to ask her oh my not God. my Bay Blade, my Bay Blade. <laughs> like that's I get it. You're in a relate. You two, <laughs> you two do nothing but rub your relationships in my face. <laughs> And it's actually kind of disgusting. And Hold on, guys. Hey, I got to take my ring off real quick. It's getting kind of sweaty over there. Oh, oh is, it? Man. is it? Hold on. Now I'm putting my ring back on my finger. My ring that I wear because I'm married. <laughs> Colton, what kind of ring are you putting on? Your promise ring? <laughs> my SFA graduation ring. <laughs> oh, so now you're going to rub your degree in my face. <laughs> you have a degree. I know. I Derek's know. feeling spiteful today. I like it. I really am. If you could have seen our group message before we started recording. Um, anyways, so now that we have spent mm, probably five minutes of me doing a John Oliver impression. <laughs> no, that was Zazu. That was real life uh, Zazu. Zazu, buddy. Uh, hello. <laughs> no, no, John, back. We're, we're still recording. Oh, righto, righto, righto. Anyways, I have an idea. The, I mean, obviously, this is like multiple years in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not like too many years in the future, but mm, uh, he to- he was floating in the ocean so long that the brine preserved him. Yeah, and he <laughs> like was just, American Pickle, the he just was literally like <laughs> the Seth Rogen movie, just like that. Yeah, he was just floating in the ocean for so long, like a like a piece of driftwood who eventually <laughs> crashed against the shore. So it says that he flash. We flash back. To Cobb and the old man. Right. There has been some sort of like climactic battle of the assassins that is right. Happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Arthur Fisher and Ariadna. Um, I think that they are all assassins along with Cobb. Right. And, They're all like child uh, assassins with him. Yeah. Like in yeah, this yeah, school. Yeah. 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 How, okay. How old are we thinking? I'm thinking like 15, 15 or Middle 16. of high school, sophomore, junior. Yeah, that like, that like young adult fiction novel. Yeah. Age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Old enough to be in a love triangle, um, or I guess in this case, a love square. Um, <laughs> also, I I would like to bring something up. I don't fly a whole, whole lot. Yeah. But if we were 20 minutes away from our destination and you gave me a hot towel, I would not know, like... Where do I put that? What do I do with this? Christopher <laughs> Nolan has never ob- has obviously never flown commercial. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's never had to fly in an economy class, and so he's like, yeah, of course everyone gets a hot towel. <laughs> no, she offers him a towel because he's sweating so much, because the AC yeah. is broken. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, would you, like a, would you like a hot towel? Uh, it, was in the, it was in the plane's engine. <laughs> I crawled in there. <laughs> Took it out for you. <laughs> Take the hot towel, sir. Take we were it. gonna throw it away, but we thought you would be fitting for the for the likes of you, sir. Would you like a hot towel? A man peed all over it, and we tried to dry <laughs> we tried to dry it off in one of the hand dryers, but it just got hot and damp. Do you want it? <laughs> Eat your stupid economy towel, you whore. <laughs> dance for me, peasant. Dance, dance. <laughs> <laughs> sir, would you like a hot towel? I just spit on it a bunch. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then she spits on him. Right, and then she hits Man, him with it. United's really gone downhill. <laughs> or uphill, depending ever on how you they, look at ever, it. Ever since they drug that man off the plane all those years ago. <laughs> ever since they knocked him unconscious with a hot towel. <laughs> <laughs> They're like rat tailing, like, you want a hot towel? <laughs> you want a hot towel? Well, <laughs> bah! <laughs> no, I don't want it. Ow, ow. Imagine having to explain that iPhone footage in court. <laughs> oh my god, she's just going down the aisle. She's rat telling people, "Wake up, we're twenty minutes away. <laughs> Wake up, <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> put your tray table up. Put your seatbelt on. Wake up. <laughs> put your baby under the seat. Is that your child? Get it under the seat. I don't want to see it. I don't want to look at it. Why are your shoes off? <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that. You don't need that garden statue from Sky Mall. <laughs> Truly, though, people who take their shoes off on planes do deserve 40 lashes with a hot towel. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh man. God. Okay, so we got to make a movie. They deserve to ride on the hood of the plane. We've got to make a movie out of this. I know. Oh, I know. gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, we have to make a kid assassin movie, which is <laughs> okay, okay, okay. just as entertaining as what we were just talking about. <laughs> so since this is a flashback, let's let's establish what happens as this kid like integrates into his new school. Right. So he like he's right. from the other school. He doesn't remember anything. And so mm-hmm. since he's no longer a threat or maybe what about this? The the principal at the time realizes, oh, this could be an asset. Like we've got a we've almost mm-hmm. got a like a clean slate. We can do whatever we want with this kid. Yeah. So he tries to turn yeah. knowing the prophecy that. Right, <laughs> that is hanging over this kid's head. He decides. Right. To, and so they kind of integrate him into the school as like a new student. He spends the next uh, four years uh, learning the the ways of this new school and like their teachings on assassination. Right. At a certain point, Cobb's old school declares war on the other assassin oh, school. Oh, okay. Because conflicting morals. I like it. One of the students from Cobb's new school kills the principal of the old school of, of his old school right what yeah. if he's like realizing he's like a sleeper agent almost yeah so like he he is a, the winter soldier yeah for sure yeah, yeah so yeah, like yeah, they yeah. they obviously are like training he's like all on board with his new school but the moment they get on mm-hmm. on his old island and start walking his old halls like memories start to flash back and so oh yeah yeah, yeah and so he's starting oh, to get like oh okay okay almost they they send Cobb and then his three other friends to go assassinate the his old principal. Right. Yeah. Cobb doesn't remember that it's his old principal, but as soon as he meets up, he starts like ha- like his memories start coming mm-hmm. back to yep, him. Yep. 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 And um, it's a conflict of interest. Oh, go ahead, Colton. The two principals are twin brothers. Oh, yeah. Oh. So there's a bit of sibling rivalry going on. Yeah. And this flashback is what he was having, like the conversation he was having with his old principal. You know, the principal's like, oh my God, like I remember you. Mm-hmm. Like you were an old student of mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We used to be, we, you know, we used to be so young four years ago. And now I'm an old <laughs> Now old I'm an man. old man. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Too many failed assassination attempts on his life. It's true. So he, you know, Cobb is like, you know, come back with me. Like we can. We, you know, we can, we can bring you back. We can save you. Like, come back, come back. And then when it cut, when he's got like on that second, come back, the, the old principal just gets, he, he gets a nerf bullet to the head. Um, <laughs> he gets a Beyblade to the neck. <laughs> oh, he gets a, he gets a Frisbee to the head. 
like a real mm. like one of those hard plastic golf discs. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, like a di- like a disc like a disc golf. <laughs> like a yeah, disc golf. those will take your head clean yeah. off. And then that's when and then that's when like the war starts. And then they you know they fight this war. Cobb is having some you know conflict of interest because he remembers that this was his old school and that he like he remembers a lot of his old friends from here and he doesn't want to kill them but they want to kill him. Right. Uh, then the prophecy becomes true. And he is, you know, the greatest, the greatest warrior to ever live. And he, (laughs) he makes it out of there alive and he brings honor to his new school. And he goes back to his old, he goes back to the principal at his new school. And he's like, the principal's like, oh, you did so well, Cobb, blah, 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 blah. Cobb kills his new principal and leaves. Right. Yeah. Oh, I like this scene where he's like, you made me a pawn. And he like Frisbee golfs his head to clean off. Yeah, or he, or he, he uses the he uses the Beyblade. I was thinking or, that might just be like symbolic. Like that might just be like what you're given when you come to, like the school. Like you're given this like oh, thing, this like, like tokens. Yeah, or you're given like yeah. a Beyblade. Yeah, it's a it's a symbolic like closing of the the final chapter, and then um, he leaves the school forever on his own and books passage uh-huh. to L.A. with all his friends. Yeah, and you come to find out that the school that he was working for was a branch of the CIA, um, <laughs> and uh, te- technically, Cobb did kill a a member of a working member of the government, a senior member of the U.S. government. Um, so that's going to be a problem. Yeah, right. Which is why he's so nervous checking into customs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's he's, sure. he's going to a he's going to a safe house, which is like uh, belongs to one of his friends who made it out. So like he made it out of the school. And kind of establish a life for himself, and so he's like, "Hey, can, can I can I pose a plot twist? Mm-hmm. What if Professor Stephen Miles is his old principal? Oh, oh, he didn't there. actually kill him. Okay, wait. What if when Cobb goes to his old school and has that meeting with his old principal, his old principal explains his past to him and is basically like, these two schools have been at mm-hmm. war forever. I'm tired." And I want out. Mm-hmm. So if you fake my death, you can come with me and we can escape this thing together. You're going to bring them my severed head. Right. And I'm, I'm going sta- to stage my own death. You're going to bring them my severed head, which is just a, you know, a really insane piece of prosthetics. Well, because he wants out of the game. Yeah. 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 He wants out yeah, for yeah. good, which is why he like is like, hey, I'm going to slip out. You fake my death. Kill your old master. And then we're going to go retire off in the hills of Los Angeles. Yep. The Hollywood Hills. The Hollywood Hills. And they're all going to be actors. And that child actor, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. That's fantastic. This is actually a biopic where it's just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a biopical. A biopical. <laughs> I like that movie. Yeah. That was actually kind of cool, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I I like, I like this one. the I mean, I think that would be a really fun movie to watch like a, a school of like child assassins like try to kill each other. Now, have you if y'all ever watched Assassination Classrooms, I will raise. Yes. Yep. Yeah, 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 no. That's what. Yeah, that's why I said whenever we whenever we brought up that idea, I was like, oh, okay, yeah. this is literally just assassination. <laughs> like this is a just Listen, assassination. There's classroom. nothing new under the sun. Batman is Star Wars. Is Indiana Batman Jones. is Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> They're all the same. Whatever. Ben Affleck is Argo. Oh, is <laughs> <laughs> briefest of thoughts on Inception. Good movie, great movie. Yeah, Paul fight scene, cool. I was gonna say, I don't know if we're gonna be able to explain the plot of this one. Yeah, this movie's been no, talked well, about to death. It, if it's a it's a good movie, like, it is. It's it's obviously. a very good movie. Um, for the uninitiated, Inception is basically the story of Cobb. He has the ability to go inside people's dreams and steal 
ideas from their subconscious. Um, and he is hired by this big corporation to do the opposite. He has to implant a memory inside someone else's brain. So he hires this crew and they basically go on a, on a mind heist. I think mm-hmm. it's overly convoluted for kind of no apparent reason, mm. just for kind of the sake of, again, it's like, it, it just is Christopher Nolan flashing the fact that he has higher education. I <laughs> like, will, I will make, I will raise is... this point in a similar fashion to tenant characters yes. sometimes become secondary to this cool idea that Nolan had. Yeah. And that's kind of like what, like where I'm at with it. I'm sure if I rewatched the movie today, I would be like, oh my God. Yeah, absolutely. This is like one of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. 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 This would be, this would be a fun theme park ride. <laughs> oh God. If Christopher Nolan would, wake up. If, <laughs> if Christopher Nolan would get his head out of his butt long enough to like allow one of his movies to be made into a theme There's park no ride. way. There's absolutely no. Yeah. I, if he if he wouldn't let Tenet premiere on HBO Max, he insisted that it be released in a movie theater. There's no way he's gonna let one of his movies be made into a theme park. There's ride. no would, amount of money you could throw that man. He he would rather be caught in a time loop. Than... <laughs> All right, Colton. Hey, Colton. Yeah, what's up? It's, that, that, this is your cue. That's your cue. This is where you come mm-hmm. in. This is where you come in. It's your cue. Hey, Colton. Yeah, what's up? We're done talking about like the main segment. Mm-hmm. And I think it yeah. might be time to like go into the other thing. Yeah, real this talk? is your cue. We're doing real talk now? No, no, no. no, no that's no, Derek's no. There's thing. There's one like right before that. What's your thing? Yeah, that's my thing. Um, okay. Oh, oh, it's shaken, not stirred. Bam, 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 Welcome to Shaken Not Stirred, the part of the podcast where we take random movies and we pair them with a random movie genre and we create a completely new film, a new movie idea. Uh, we just see what we, we get. We just create a Frankenstein's monster That's right. of a movie and pretend that we're doing something good. So uh, without further ado, I'll spin this brand new Wait, wheel. Wait, I don't have my seatbelt on yet! Ah! Call me what you want. Um, So we've got Castaway as a anime. Mm. (laughs) I got it. I got it. There is a plane crash that one of these. um, That I don't even know what's Castaway's name. What's his? What's Tom Hanks's name in the movie? Martin Castaway. (laughs) (laughs) Mister Castaway. Uh, his Mr. name, please, is... Mr. Castaway was my father. <laughs> it's way worse than that. His name's Chuck. Chuck. Oh gosh. So <laughs> Chuck lands on this pro- on this island, and he's having to build up like shelter and food and water um, from like nothing. And at night, uh-huh. there are these like strange demons that come out <laughs> and like try to attack him. But he befriends yes. one of them called Wilson. Named Wilson, and yes. Together. Uh-huh. Oh, and and you know how he does it, right? He like he he absorbs its spirit into a volleyball. Yeah, in a, in in a, a volleyball. volleyball. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we did it. We got there. It is. <laughs> All right, we've got Field of Dreams as <laughs> as a pointless sequel to Field of Dreams. <laughs> 
Cut to 30 years. 30 years after later. The original fi- <laughs> after the original Field of Dreams, yeah. uh, they... Uh, there's a corporation that wants to bulldoze the field <laughs> yes. of dreams and make a shopping mall <laughs> yes, on top that's of it. Literally, where I was going. <laughs> Big oil wants to buy up the the, the baseball and you, field. And you know what they're gonna you know what they're gonna call the mall? Dreamfield Mall. Oh mm. my gosh! They're gonna they're gonna pay the town a million dollars to buy up the field and build a shopping mall. But come in if they win the tournament they make more money and they can buy it if they win the big game they make a million and one dollars i don't know how much a mall like costs to build but the idea of a one million dollar mall building sounds like it would be an atrocious mall (laughs) (laughs) i think you say i I think we're saying they're gonna buy the field for a million dollars not that they're gonna build it no that's their budget for the mall (laughs) (laughs) okay they have to beat the opposing team, but the uh, Mister Big Money Bags is is like playing is paying more players to hop in on the other team. He's doping. Oh the yeah, other players. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The, yeah, the other team. The other team is obviously doping. They lose the. They actually lose the big game, but the town has pitched in enough money to buy the field. <laughs> they started a GoFundMe. The citizens of Townville have. have <laughs> Have pitched in enough money to buy the field. I sold my prize show tractor. Here's here's all the money my, I got. My prize show tractor. <laughs> I want to explore that a little bit, maybe later. Um, we have Brother Bear. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting some like weird sense memories about this movie. <laughs> Brother Bear is a chick flick. <laughs> Brother Brother Bear is a priest, and he's a big, burly, hairy priest. My favorite. <laughs> Have y'all seen License to Wed? I don't no. think so. Literally, so the plight of License to Wed is Robin William plays a priest, but he won't marry them unless John Krasinski like obeys these like super strict rules and hilarity ensues, but we could do the same thing. Just replace Robin William with a giant burly. Well, you know, now that I'm starting to list the similarities, (laughs) I was going to say like, he's not like, his name is not like bear, but like, what if like, (laughs) that's his nickname. They call him. Yeah. They call him brother bear. He's, he's in seminary. He's in seminary right Right. now. (laughs) And, uh, he, he is just looking for love. (laughs) He, he's, you know, he's in his twenties. He's ready to, you know, settle down with a wife and kids. This could be like a, an exploration of like his first relationship like he he grew up in the strict catholic system and has like never talked to a woman before and so he's got to like go out on the town brother bear's got to go out on the town and like figure out what the quote-unquote like real dating scene is like yeah so uh brother bear is like he (laughs) he's having a hard time he's like walking along the street and he saves this woman from you know getting hit almost getting hit by a taxi (laughs) <laughs> Turns out she is an Episcopalian priest from the next church over. Yeah, and they fall in love, but they realize they can't be together because they've decided to take a, you know an oath to the cloth. They kind of have to. They have to decide whether their call to ministry is greater than their call to wed. Dun, 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 dun. I am. I am. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> I think oh. I am. If this is Uh-oh. this is just kind of yeah it's nacho libre but it's set in um 
Oh yeah, we also forgot to mention this happens in like 1500 Spain. So right, <laughs> we forgot to mention the wrestling where he got the nickname Brother Bear because he has a bear hug attack. Right. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. That that worked out. Perfect. There we are. <laughs> we made it. I think we did a good job. Uh. And now we smoothly and without a hitch in the world transition into real talk where we give you guys some recommendations for media that we've been consuming over the past week that we think you guys would enjoy. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. I have a couple like little things and then one like main thing. Sweet. Yeah. The first thing I want you guys to do, I want you to go on YouTube or Peacock or wherever Hulu and look up this, uh, look up the, the weekend update segment where they interview the iceberg or they interview the iceberg that the Titan that sank the Titanic. Uh, it is a wonderful sketch. Uh, it is a wonderful segment. Uh, it Bowen Yang plays the iceberg. Oh He's my one of the gosh. new cast members. Uh, <laughs> oh the thumbnail yeah. for this yes. video is impeccable. It's, it's amazing. Uh, he plays the, the iceberg uh, and it is a, it, it, it's, such a good segment. It's so smart. I'm a little biased because I love Bo and Yang, uh, but he is truly, I think, one of the like funniest and creative comedians uh, around right now. And um, he has been such a great uh, addition to the cast of SNL. And I think they should go ahead and promote him to a full player. Uh, yeah, I actually think SNL has been putting a lot of zingers out lately. There's there's a lot of good content yeah. on their YouTube it's a gold mine for sure. Yeah, like they have some duds for sure. But like for the most part, like it's been really good. I think if you look at some of the actors that have come out of SNL like in the last like 10 years, it's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, like Bill Hader is like I I I would not be surprised if Bill Hader's like going to be yeah. taking over like some of the scene like here in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It truly warms my heart when I when I see actors make a smooth transition out of SNL. You know what I mean? Hollywood's just not a hospitable place to people who have been doing one thing for the past 10 years. Right. Um, and uh, the main thing I wanted to recommend was I started watching Invincible on uh, Amazon Prime. Oh, great. I'm so like... Um, great show. Uh, it's pretty great. I it's a, it's a refreshing take on like the superhero genre. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad to see Robert Kirkman doing something that's not The Walking Dead. Because <laughs> I think we need to... <laughs> I think personally, we need to put The Walking Dead down like a sick dog. Hey, but hey, that's just that's just me. They've been beating that undead horse for a very, very, very long time. I haven't watched this yet, but I'm really glad that it's animated. I I get that Amazon Prime wouldn't do two superhero shows that are dark at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. But like, it's like, oh, it's the boys. Like, no, like, right. kind of, but not really. Like, so I actually, I oddly enough, this this is like kind of a precursor to the boys because this comic was written back in like the early 2000s. I read the comic back in high school. So like I, Oh, okay. Yeah. This, this has been around much longer than the boys thematically. They're similar, but I think invincible once you get past, I don't know, maybe like issue 20, it goes like such a completely different direction than where right. the boys is currently in season two. Well, so, it's also, yeah, it's also very, like, very different shows. Yeah. It's also like, the boys is about how non-superpowered people deal with people with superpowers. Mm, right. And it's like that dynamic. Whereas invincible has been nothing but like 
how a boy discovering his powers like would integrate into like a world full of superheroes. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, uh, that's my, I mean, that's my recommendation is go watch invincible. And I mean, I guess like, I hate that I'm saying it like this, but like Falcon and winter soldier finally got good. So if you want to ca- catch up on that, I've finding myself weeks. getting more and more like, Ooh, like kind of, I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going. I will yeah. say though, this can be off mic. I will, I will put my chips down for John Walker. He's going to snap, take the serum, and become the like quote unquote big how bad. Far you, at how, the end. how far behind are you? Enough to matter. Uh, so I'm in the I'm in halfway through episode four. He has the serum in his pocket. Okay, yeah, just keep watching then. I love his character because uh, like you just like I just hate you like I just don't like you so much am I gonna write d- death threats to him no <laughs> but I do not let's let's talk about it <laughs> um, <laughs> real quick I'm so tired of hearing about people sending actors death threats for characters they play on television that's not a real person <laughs> you disillusioned piece hey, of bud you're not supposed to like him like yeah. that's his whole <laughs> that's, thing. That's, that's so true. Is could you imagine getting? Could you imagine getting done with Avengers Endgame and being like, I need to write that Thanos a letter. Let him know what I think about him. <laughs> yeah, let me go write. Let me go write Josh Brolin a, a death threat because you're like, you thought you could erase half the universe. You'll never beat the Avengers. You're a flop. It's like, <laughs> it's like, are you kidding me? Are you oh kidding me? What's wrong with you? Oh my god! <laughs> open the school. Open the schools back up. Open the schools back up. <laughs> I, I'll just I'll just end it with saying Marvel like Marvel fanboys and fangirls uh, touch grass. <laughs> <laughs> that's my rant. That's my old man yelling at the clouds rant. Anyways, y'all, wh- what do we got? I'd like to talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! Again? <laughs> Colton, this is the third week in a row you've brought Yu-Gi-Oh! to show and tell. God. So, in my defense, where I live doesn't have the best Wi-Fi, and somehow, somehow Hulu is the flag that has been punctured into the earth and, like, is my guiding light because somehow it's such low quality that it's able to stream it. And I'm like, yes, let's go. Um, but friend, there are other shows on Hulu besides no, Yu-Gi-Oh. Is it, that the only it, one that's it, playing? No, that's it's it. It's crazy. It's it's only Yu-Gi-Oh. No. <laughs> they dumped their entire catalog to keep Yu-Gi-Oh. That's how dedicated <laughs> they were to the franchise. No, I. It's still just really entertaining to me because this show is written like such for like the seven-year-old brain because it's yeah. like none of this would like. There's literally a tournament going on where like almost every single person they've like dueled is cheating. Yeah. And like one of the like Kaiba, like the main guy is like, well, you should have been prepared. It's like that's literally like you show up to a duel and he shoots you with a gun like, well, you should have been prepared. Like, <laughs> no, Kaiba. Yeah, like, he, <laughs> no, that's not how the rules work, buddy. He's 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 victim blaming. Yeah, it's literally like <laughs> It's so funny. They, uh, but could you imagine if poker also like those rules also applied to poker? Like it was just like this man pulled out a Glock and shot somebody, and he's like, "Well, <laughs> he dishonored my family, this guy, and you're going to prison." This guy like kidnaps three people, and then like he makes it into the tournament, and Kaiba's like, "I should disqualify you right now, but you have the card that I want." It's like nobody, <laughs> like you should disqualify. 
No card is worth a human life. <laughs> Except a Visa Black card. I'd kill someone. I was going to say, I'd kill someone for a Visa Black card. <laughs> My suggestion is going to be the 2016 film, The Accountant. Colton, I think you and I saw this uh, oh. together in theaters. But I, I rewatched it. And it still holds up. It's still a great movie. Um, it's, it's basically so about underrated this, too. Um, so the accountant is about a like neurodivergent assassin who can just calculate probabilities at an incredible rate, which makes him essentially like the ultimate planner. And so he's hired on um, to the for this mission and ends up having to like combat this rival assassin. Uh, but the twist at the end makes the okay. the whole movie worth it. I would say. When you like kind of figure out who the the rival assassin actually is, it's a great movie. I'm a sucker for action and crime dramas. So if you like all those genres and Ben Affleck, then um, give us one to watch. I I think it's a really like underrated movie. It's also got like a pretty good like cast as well. Yeah. Um, like John Berthall, Ben Affleck, Anna Kendrick, J.K. Simmons. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you have enjoyed the podcast, you can head on over to Facebook, Instagram, and or email us at storytheplot at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Or if you want to support the show, um, you can head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It helps us get discovered and brings new people on the podcast. And if you got money and are looking for ways to (laughs) waste it, then you can head on over to our Patreon and help us support the show. It pays for hosting and... You can you can come join our Discord. You can uh, there's some cool stickers and merch um, at our Redbubble link. But I want to thank we can't we can't thank them enough. Eleven Acorn Lane for the use of our theme song. Stay Electro Swing Remix. I love you. You're great, Derek. Get us out of here. All right. Uh, so for our in review segment, I have a review from Michael Scottdale. Uh, oh, this no. is from a movie uh, from 2011. Uh, okay. And he gave it. He gave it. A, he gave it five stars. And uh, Michael says, "A perfect movie." Thinking about how the cashier at the weed dispensary tonight said, "I shop there way too much to have a girlfriend." <laughs> what on earth? Um, I'm gonna go with an like an early Avengers movie. Let's say, um, let's go Thor. Okay. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with movie, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe for a guy who shops there too much for a girlfriend. That's fair. Yeah. I'm going to go with pineapple express. (laughs) Okay. Safe bet. Safe Uh, bet. Great guesses. They were both wrong. It is actually the indie hit Ryan Gosling vehicle. Ha ha. Get it. Drive. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Fultz. My name is Colton Hart. My name's Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a hug. And tell her she's in a dream within a dream within a dream within a dream. <laughs> Wake her up. <laughs> Wake her up inside. <laughs> Wake up. Wake her up with a hot towel. <laughs> Rat tail her awake.